Hey girl, you're about to get cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. So grab that wine, grab that tea, and let's get cozy. What is going on, homegirls? And welcome back to the Cozy Chat Podcast. All right, I'm not even going to um, avoid the elephant in the room. So last week, an episode was not put out. Okay, okay I'm sorry about that. But here's the thing, I'm gonna be real quick. So y'all, I was going to record something new. Life started life and I didn't have the opportunity to. Then I did have an episode that I could have put out, but true tea, I didn't like it. So I was like, well, there's no need to force it and put something out that I don't really like. I might as well wait to put out an episode that I'm excited about, that I know is going to be relevant and relatable. And it features a guest. So like, what? Why would I not wait? So y'all, I'm so excited. That is right. We have a special guest here tonight. And I'm not going to waste any more time because y'all know I like to hop right into it. So let's go ahead and introduce Miss Maya. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm so scared and nervous and excited <laughs> all at the same time. I really am. So let's go ahead and start by having you introduce yourself to the homegirls, your social media pages, where they can find you, et cetera. So my name is Jemiah, but I go by Maya the Beauty on social media and all of my platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I think that's all I'm on. <laughs> They're all um, at Maya, M-Y-A-H-D Beauty. And um, Maya is just like a fly girl. Like, Period. like, I feel like I'm just like a girl's girl for real. That's the best way that. to describe it. I love that. <laughs> that was very short, sweet, and to the point. Very mm -hmm. on brand, very spot on. Um, saw her Instagram and was just like, oh, she's so cute. It was giving body yaddy yaddy. It was giving curves. <laughs> it was giving fits. It was giving beauty and lifestyle just giving all things and I love that and y'all y'all already know anything that gives me good energy I'm intrigued so to set the stage a little bit um when I went on her Instagram I don't think at the time you were posting too much about it but I think as I was following you you started opening up about your VSG journey right Did I, okay yes mm -hmm. right letters okay because I I'm, I don't know exactly what it stands for. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into okay. like what that really means and what that actually, like what actually happened or whatever. But I know like typically, I guess that's the official term for the, when, what I would consider like your weight loss surgery, but I know yes. there's different kinds, right? So um, that's why I wanted you here on the podcast because I love how transparent you are about it on Instagram and on TikTok. Because TikTok, I think you really get into the deets of it all, you know, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool. But I just thought it would be a great episode and a great opportunity to um, have you up here to learn about your experience um, and maybe even encourage other girls who are considering it or thinking about it or just, you know, embracing their own journey with their body. Um, like I shared with you before we started recording, my aunt got the surgery. Mm -hmm. My mom's had conversations about getting the surgery. So this is very close to home for me. And I'm really excited to, you know, just kick it off and get it started. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with the first question I have for you, with just asking you to share a bit about your body image history. Like how, what has that experience been like for you? I think fortunately for me, I've always had a good body image. Probably... Cause I think I started gaining weight really bad when I was around like eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm the youngest of two sisters and my sisters have always been 
on the thinner side. I've been the only one to kind of experience being overweight. But I think that my family played a huge role in knowing that about me and knowing that I was a little bit different. They constantly were pouring into me in my confidence, mm, especially that. my, yeah, especially my sisters, because I've seen some like sister relationships where they're calling each other fat and they're so oh, mean. Oh my so God, mean please. And I'm like, oh my God, like my mom would drag my sisters mm-hmm. if they even thought about bringing up my weight. And they never did. Still to this day, even in our, our grown big ages, like they have never brought it up. They've always constantly poured into me. So I think that has made me feel good about myself on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that yours is um, positive, right? Because as we know, that's not everybody's mm-hmm. experience. And I think even too, it's not, it's, it's refreshing in a way to hear you say that because I think the way society paints it, you see the documentaries or even like little shows that we watch, right? It's like mm-hmm. kids getting picked on and it's always just so negative, which I want to make this statement that I, that is people's reality, unfortunately. Right. But I say that to say that I'm happy that that wasn't yours. And it goes to say, show like, you know, you can want to do something different <clears throat> to your body or enhance it or change it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that your core is all fucked up. That I think the way people always try to project it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy to hear that your family poured into you. You have that positive relationship with your sisters. Like, that's really important. That's great. Yeah. I mean, even to like, to go back to being a kid and being around other people, because of course you're going to go to school, you're going to go to various places with your family. And I did get picked on. So Mm -hmm. that was a part of my experience. But however, I became the picker. So. (laughs) There was, there was, there's not going to be too much name calling and fat jokes around me because now, now I'm going to out funny you. Mm-hmm. And I think that became a defense mechanism for me was to out a hole, everybody out comedy, everybody, because now we're going to go tit for tat. Right. And I'm, st- right. I mean, even now I'm still like that. So mm-hmm. very quick witted. I will say something back quickly. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for girls that have had that experience or anybody that has had an experience where they just were constantly picked on and their family didn't support them. But yeah. fortunately, um, I had a different history with it. So could you explain what exactly is VSG surgery? So VSG stands for vertical sleeve gastronomy or gastrectomy. I don't know how to pronounce the the big word. Okay. But in summary, it just means that they cut my stomach to the size of a banana. Wow, a banana. Mm-hmm. Yes, the the exact um width and length of a banana is how big my stomach is, which I guess none of us realize like your actual esophagus. <laughs> none of us realize how big it really is until yeah. they show you what it's going to look like. Right, a banana. Okay. A banana. Wow. That's crazy. Very very. So you can only hold like 4 ounces of food at a time and I think that um what is it called gastric bypass yes okay yeah gastric bypass is a little bit different I think that they bypass something and and basically take like 90 percent of your stomach that that is a little bit more strenuous I know the recovery time is more got it okay um it's a little bit different gastric sleeve is a little bit a tad bit more relaxed than the um gastric bypass is Got it. That's very helpful because again, it's like, I would just say, oh, so-and-so got a weight loss surgery. So-and-so, but there's different 
Mm-hmm. surgery you can or there's different things that fall under that umbrella so it's definitely good to consult your doctor or do your research before just going in and saying I want this or that because I didn't realize yeah. that I did not they realize will, it was so different yeah they'll actually well I don't know if every facility is the same I know VCU is where I had my surgery and they made me do an endoscopy procedure to actually you know stick the um the camera down my throat put me to sleep of course so the camera down my throat and take a look at my stomach to see what was necessary for it. Mm. And I believe that it has something to do with like your acid reflex. If they see any signs of it, it could complicate gastric sleeve surgery, which they will tell you, hey, we're not going to do that. We're going to go ahead and do bypass. That's helpful. That's helpful to know. Thank you for breaking that down because I didn't know that. All right. So now we know that you got the VSG surgery. That is what Miss Maya got. Boom, boom, pal. Okay. Everything was good, right? So we grew up. We we were confident. The little kids tried it, but we came back with that read real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Family was supportive. Sister was supportive. So if everything felt from an outsider listening in, right? It felt okay. What made you actually want to get the surgery? My parents had brought it up to me in the past, but it was immediately no, like, hell no, I'm not having that. Like I'm not, I'm not ever getting on a table for nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, college happened. So that I think that was the first hit that I took. Everybody like talks about freshman 30. I think I probably gained 50 pounds within that four years. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of it had to do with, I use food as an emotional mechanism. I would eat if I failed a final or I messed up on something, I would go eat. I would spend like a lot of time in the cast and y'all know like if you've been to college you get those flex points or ours was spartan bucks <laughs> girl <laughs> i was eating it down like, the spartan bucks honey. girls shout out to you know behold the green and gold but baby them spartan bucks really got me and mm-hmm. then this i think the second uh, meltdown was the pandemic mm. being in the house i didn't I, feel emotionally affected by the pandemic thank god I didn't have COVID but staying in the house and having nothing to do caused me to eat so I mean between the pandemic and I want to say I started a new job in 2021 and then I think 2022 was when I decided to have the surgery I had probably gained 75 more pounds okay quickly and my body Mm -hmm. could not handle it I was Mm -hmm. physically uncomfortable Tell me about what that was like for you when you say you were physically uncomfortable. Every day waking up, my back was in sheer pain. And mm. it I, I can't even describe to y'all how it felt like. I mean, walking from my car to the building I work in, I'd be in pain. I'd be out of breath. Mm. Then trying to, y'all know, like as women, us buying clothes, anything that I did, any event that I went to, I thought, oh my God, I got to start planning for this outfit four months in advance. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way yeah there is no way that I'm gonna go in the store and find a size 22 in this dress like I'm gonna have to find it online keep sending it back it just it became extremely strenuous and then of course when I started influencing and I started getting asked to be in front of the camera was when I really was like I don't want to do the the in front of the camera work like this mm, I see I'm uncomfortable Mm-hmm. So you talked about your parents bringing it up first. So at, how old were you when they initially uh, brought it up? I probably was like 24. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And what are you, 27? Still on their insurance. 28. 28. Okay. Okay. So t- about four years mm-hmm. ago. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. so there was a four year gap from them kind of, you know, saying something about it before you were like, mm, now I'm ready. Correct. I was still yeah. on, you know, y'all know how insurance works. So I was still on my parents' insurance and they were like, you know, if this is something that you're considering, I think my cousin had just had it done. Oh, so okay. they were like, if this is something that you're considering, you need to do it now before you get kicked off our insurance. Right. And me not being being so young and not understanding how insurance works, I'm thinking I'm not having the surgery anyways, but I'm going to be good. Like, I don't need insurance. And yes, you do. Right. <laughs> Very right. quickly did I right. learn like, Yes, you do. Health insurance is extremely important. So when I had started working full time and finally got like my first big girl job, I was offered insurance. And I want to say like three months into me having this job, they sent an email saying that um, vertical gastric sleeve was going to be covered by it. So that's what mm. put the the bug in my ear for it. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay. So it seems, but what I appreciate Um, with what you just shared was you still did it on your terms and and I'm sure this next question you'll you'll get into more of that as far as like preparing for it right but it's very different when you're getting influenced by family or friends to say hey think about this or hey you should do this Mm -hmm. or whatever but when it's time for surgery so your mind like your mind has to be right like there's things that you gotta mentally you have to prepare yourself for it to know like what you're about to endure or to even fathom like I'm going under like there's just things that I feel like you have to be in the proper space and be able to receive and take things seriously so mm-hmm. I like how you were just like you know I hear y'all okay but it has to be on Maya's time like Maya's gonna choose when Maya wants to do it and I yeah. think that was great that you you know you got to your point that that was for you you know and I think that they had to realize that I was maturing and coming into my own as a woman and that this was a decision that I had to make because, I mean, even in high school, my senior year of high school, like I said, I've always struggled with being overweight. So my senior year of high school, I was put on an appetite suppressant that caused me to lose like 90 pounds within that last year. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So, I mean, it was to a point where I had gotten so small that I couldn't even recognize myself. I would cry looking at myself because I was so disturbed by that person. And I think prom was as as pretty as I think I looked during prom. I mean, I was pulling the, the, trying to stretch it out as much as I could because I was so uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I think that it was something that was done not on my terms. And I just, I didn't want to experience that feeling again. So this had to be something that was my decision. Even if it took me four years to get there, it had to come for me. Um, so we we danced around it a little bit with preparing for surgery. So I'm assuming the first step is like what you just shared, having to be ready, like having to be in that space to accept that this is something you want. Um, so could you walk us through what that looked like for you? So like prepping for surgery, the day of, post-op care, what was that whole experience like? So every program is different for every state. Um, I think it depends on your insurance and how they basically make you prove to them that you are ready to have this. Mm. My insurance had me walk through about four months of nutrition classes. So once a month, I would have to go to the doctor, sit with the nutritionist, talk about my plan, things that I couldn't have anymore, how I needed to eat. 
And then after that, they have a whole like, you know, pre-op procedure where they do the endoscopy, they do a meeting with your primary, but then they tell you you have to be on liquid diet for like two weeks. I think I remember that. I think that's the part yeah. I, I remember you sharing about your liquid diet. Yeah. And I think because I had gained so much weight during this, this, um, this process, I wanted to say it took nine months, maybe, maybe six, six to nine months of doing this. And within that six to nine months, I had gained an extra 20 pounds. So I think they were probably like, okay, well, you, you think that we're joking with you. So instead of two weeks, we're going to put you in a three week liquid diet. So I could not eat for basically a month. Oh my God. What is that? So sorry to interrupt homegirls, but you know, I cannot let this show go on and not put you on to the tea. Okay. So sit tight, get cozy, listen to a few of these quick ads and then we'll be right back. Need to elevate your self-care game? Look no further than a Bear Bell Lifestyle and Beauty. Their natural beauty and aromatherapy products will leave you feeling fresh and renewed inside and out. For a limited time only, you can receive 20% off your order. But hurry, this offer won't last long. So mention the Cozy Chat Podcast to access your discount and self-care today. Check them out at linktree backslash bear bell to place your order and elevate your self-care game. Are you a business owner, service provider, or content creator who is ready to share their gifts with the homegirl community? That's right. I'm talking to you. I need you here on this podcast. Be featured by completing the Homegirl Spotlight Feature Package Interest Form. You can do that by clicking the link in the description of this episode to get started. There is a range of package deals to accommodate your budget and truly what you're looking for. So tap in. You don't want to miss out. So what, what, (laughs) no, for real, because I don't think, I don't think people truly fathom all that goes in to this, right? You kind of see it like, uh, like, oh, I'm getting it. And then you got it. And then people see like, oh, your body's changing. I I don't think that middle meat, that's that's what people don't know. Because of three weeks liquid diet. Mm-hmm. so that's like so you did broths like a lot of like chicken broths and things like that yeah I would once I kind of got a grip on how this is supposed to go and did not want to feel lightheaded because that was the biggest thing I would start the first couple of days I would feel like I was gonna pass out mm-hmm. so every two hours I had to have something no matter what it was I mean it was to the point where I would have I had like popsicles at my desk I had jello um I would mix um the protein shakes in my coffee and drank that every two hours I would have the broth what else did I eat or drink <laughs> I think at one point I started making slushies out of like zero calorie lemonade just to to chew something to chew ice anything I could for three weeks straight how are you emotionally during that time oh my god I broke down a few times and I think it may had something to do with how hungry I really was. <laughs> a few times I broke down, like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this surgery anymore. I'm hungry. 
yeah and very irritable at I mean at work I think it came out even more I was extremely irritated all the time Mm -hmm. so did um because you referenced work so did your colleagues know what was going on like they were in the loop they did okay they did some of them knew when I first started the process I want to say I had started July of 2022 Mm -hmm. so I had started the process then some of them knew um but I think as the days got closer and everybody saw me kind of upset all the time (laughs) irritated or I mean not to be TMI but you're drinking every two hours I had to get 64 ounces of just water a day in to stay full so every 10 minutes I was getting up and using, I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I mean, like Paul tailing, like, I can't. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, this cannot move wait. out the way, be, be. Move, right. Yeah. Move out of my way. I have to go middle of a call. I have to shut this call down. I'm sorry. So, so that was, so was it like you were, um, you were on that liquid diet for three weeks. And then after that was over, you went ahead and had the procedure or what took place after that? So you're on the liquid diet. Like I said, most people are two weeks. Some people, depending on your your BMI, they'll tell you you only do it for a couple of days. Um, but after the three weeks were up, they called me the day before my surgery, told me what time I needed to be at the hospital. And they, I came in the next day. I think I had to be there at like 1040. It's a weird time, mm-hmm. but I had to be there by like 1040 and I could only bring my mom. I couldn't bring both parents. But I mean, it happened really, once I got there, it happened so quickly. Like they took me in the back, let me get washed up with all the little like nasty wash pads they give you. And I had to change it to the gown. And I mean, before I knew it, they were wheeling me back to what I, I, I thought I was going to go get like medication to calm me down, but they actually put me to sleep. So do you know exactly like how long your actual procedure was? It was two hours. Oh, two hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was so too then, long. And then do you just, and then afterwards you go home? No, you have to stay overnight in the hospital just okay. so they can monitor you. And like I said, it depends on the program, but VCU was awesome. If you guys are like in the, the, the central Virginia area, I would 10 out of 10 recommend um, VCU for this procedure because every two hours there was a nurse in my room getting me up to walk around the halls to get the because they pump you up with gas and make your stomach enlarge so that they can go in and take your stomach out so you have to walk that gas out of you and it I mean it hurts it hurts so bad so the only way to get it out is for you to walk like what do they tell you about what to anticipate after um you complete the surgery the main thing was the gas pain Mm. that's one thing that everybody has asked me that was something that the doctors had emphasized was you need to get up and walk for the next four days you need to be walking around the house you can walk up and down the driveway back and forth but I mean and I would feel it like it would wake me up at like three o'clock in the morning when I was home and I would have to jump up as fast as I physically could and get up and roam the hallways like a creep because (laughs) (laughs) I had to and my poor father not I mean, a creep. it was so creepy but I felt so bad for my dad because he he got up every morning at 3 a.m to walk Aww, with me dad. To sure I was okay he was terrified that I was gonna fall or something but mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing and, and then just staying up on the pain medication and getting your liquid intake because you're on a liquid diet for two weeks after you have surgery 
Oh, I see. Okay. So I had to make sure I was getting fluids in, but now I can only handle four ounces of liquid at a time. So I'm basically taking shots of water and shots of protein shakes throughout the day, trying to get down 64 ounces. So remind me, when was your surgery? My surgery was May 31st. May 31st. Okay. 2023. So where, where are you currently, where are you currently at now? Like, how are you feeling about your body? How are you feeling physically, emotionally since um, your surgery date? So between, and let me back up, since the liquid diet, which was two weeks before May 31st, up until now, I've lost 65 pounds. Yeah, I've dropped. Mm-hmm. So between being on a liquid diet and then now I've lost 65 pounds. Um, I feel really, really good. I can't, I can't describe that too much, but I feel like I got myself back. Because you talked about in high school, right? When you were referencing how you had um, lost the 90 pounds and you would have those moments of like, ooh, like not recognizing yourself. And then you mentioned that um, because it wasn't on your terms. But even with this being on your terms, are you finding like looking at yourself and just being like, oh my gosh, like my face looks so different or, oh my gosh, like my chest looks smaller. Are you having those moments? Sometimes I do, but honestly, most of the time, I don't notice it until y'all say something to me first. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get like a DM, I'm like, I don't feel like I look that different uh-huh. or I'll take a video or I'll do something with my face in it. And I'll be like, oh God, like, I don't even recognize who that is anymore. So yeah. it, it it comes and it goes, but for the most part, I still feel like I look the same. Really? Okay. I, yeah. According to the world, I don't. No, I will say when you do your um, comparison photo, especially, I think you were doing your um, ad campaign for Torrid, I believe. So you were in like the workout outfit and you had mm-hmm. that compared to a more updated picture. And I think, yeah, I had DM you because I was like, oh my goodness, yes, you could really see it in, in your face. But I think that's very, that's very common. They say that like other people will see your transformation or small differences in yourself before you will. Cause you're just, you're you every day, right? You just live in life, right. you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't notice anything literally. I mean, those poor people at my job, they hadn't seen they hadn't seen me since May 31st I didn't go back to work until July 12th so Mm -hmm. none of them had seen me and I could not bend a corner in that office the first day back without somebody like oh my god yeah you look so different you look so beautiful like it it is a a everywhere I go kind of thing but for the most part I, I feel the same on the inside like I still feel like myself when people when people say that to you does it make you uncomfortable or or you receive it like yay a compliment yeah I receive it well I know some some people like there's there's so much etiquette to being a bigger girl I feel like that isn't in in my opinion is made up like Mm. nobody wants y'all don't want people to tell you when you lost weight or when you look at but you've been working to attain losing a couple of pounds so I I want the compliment if mm-hmm. <laughs> if, I'm, if uh-huh. I'm in the gym busting my behind and you know I'm trying to get these gains and don't nobody say nothing to me or if somebody says something and I'm offended like well you didn't like how I looked before right I don't think that that's what people mean by it. I will say I've, I've had some negativity before I had the surgery but mm-hmm. post-op I think people are coming from a real genuine I'm happy for you place 
in the beginning when I started coming out to people around me that were not, I'll say that we're not family. So anybody outside of family that I came out and said, I'm going to have this 32, they did have something to say. And of course, it, it's my responsibility to check you. So mm-hmm. telling me that, oh, you look fine. You don't need to lose weight. Like I never said this had anything to do with the way I look. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. She's always been cute. So <laughs> I love it. I, I don't need that or tell yeah. me, you, know, you don't need to lose any weight. You just need to work out. Like stuff like that mm-hmm. is rude. Mm -hmm. but people telling you that you look nice that you look happier that you're glowing like this is what you work for in my opinion so just you know eat it up girl yes happy want to eat it off period Mm -hmm. love that um so what would you say um was your biggest challenge or fear associated with the surgery aesthetically I was fearful of having extreme loose skin Mm-hmm. which it, it has started a little bit because of, because of how much weight I dropped so quickly but um I'm 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 getting used to it I'm learning to just accept that this is what comes within you know maybe later down the line I'll do something about it mm-hmm. mentally I think the most challenging part was realizing that this essentially a, a pacifier which was food this passy that I've had is no longer there Mm-hmm. And I think now more than ever, I do relate to people that, you know, may have had an addiction somewhere else because that's what you're using to, co- whether it's alcohol or, you know, drugs or shopping, whatever it is, yep. you've been using this to cope with something that has happened in bad or good or bad. Mm-hmm. So food for me <laughs> has been this emotional support blanket since I was a little girl. Right. So to now have it ripped away from you, you physically cannot indulge in food the way that you want to anymore and it's it makes me sad sometimes Mm -hmm. but I think that I've been done a done a really good job of turning my brain back around and saying there's a reason why you did this it's okay just find something else to do so that I'm not so triggered every time something happens to me my solution has definitely been the gym Mm -hmm. um work is I think work is what triggers me the most just because of of what I do and having to deal with people all day um I find that I get so aggravated that it does make me want to go on my lunch break and eat Chipotle or go to Wendy's and and have something but I can't now I can't do that anymore so I make sure that at minimum three days a week I'm in the gym strength training and I think content has been my outlet Mm -hmm. now I mean if I'm up late at night with the munchies just to avoid not going in the kitchen and finding something to eat, I will sit. I've sat and edited videos until two o'clock in the morning just to keep myself out yeah, of the kitchen. Yeah. So, and I, I think another outlet too is me learning a new way to cook now because I love to cook. Mm, so, okay. yeah, I like lo- I love to cook. So now I have to teach myself new recipes and learning. Well, if I can't have the fries, then what can I have instead? Or I can have the burger, but I just can't have the bun. You yeah. can you can still live your life and I still go out and, and eat with my friends, but I just can't consume as much as I normally would have in the past. So we talked about the biggest challenge. What would you say has been the biggest gift uh, after getting the surgery? Um, The biggest gift I've had through this is, like I said before, I feel like I have a part of myself back and it's it's like meeting a version of yourself from the past. And I can Mm -hmm. remember being like a sophomore in college and just being able to get up and do anything and put anything on and just go and not have to think about 
how I looked or felt or if it's going to be riding up or granted, I haven't lost the amount of weight that I plan to yet, but just to slowly start to see that, that version of myself come back, I'm able to pour that into my content as well and Mm -hmm. introduce people to a new element of myself that hasn't been available for years. And, um, I told somebody, um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the something, something in the water festival back in April. So this was a month before I had my surgery, miserable, Mm. misery because of all the walking. And remember I said, I couldn't walk from the car to my building. I was in pain. So the whole three days of something in the water, I'm using like freaking Bengay, uh, icy hot to get my back through those three days. And it, I mean, it was miserable. Now, a couple weekends ago, I went to see Beyonce, which was quite a bit of walking, and mm-hmm. I wasn't uncomfortable at all. Like Come no, on. Yes. no pain. It's such a good feeling just to go and experience something and be there and not have to think, "Oh my God, like I'm gonna pass out if I don't sit." Yep, that is amazing. And um, just a quick hand. Well, we'll do a clink clink because we clink clink around here. Just a clink clink for Maya's pink wig at the Beyonce concert honey with the self-made fit if y'all don't know what i'm talking about y'all better go on instagram and check it out honey the yance fit was giving mm-hmm. renaissance thank you girl mm-hmm. i mean i couldn't even bend a coin <laughs> which added to to the main character like i couldn't even turn around without someone stopping me about that hair during that concert the out the outfit was like okay to me mm-hmm. but the hair the hair was the, the pink main the <laughs> pink honey that was that was that was next to Beyonce that was the guest star I feel like she was a, a, an unpaid actress that I was mean, there. <laughs> she I'm telling y'all y'all know what I'm talking about I'm gonna need y'all to go on her on her on her insta <laughs> okay tagged in this episode and y'all need to see that pink hair so you know we talk please about. <laughs> um you've been candid uh, with expressing this journey on TikTok. Have you found that girls are um really coming to you and asking questions or you know really receiving guidance from you and if that's the case how does that make you feel to be able to pour back into uh women? It makes me feel really good. I've had just an outpour of women and men ask mm. questions about the surgery and and other options that I've tried and just I mean for anybody as a content creator as far as TikTok versus Instagram I feel like Instagram is the Met Gala Instagram is the Met Gala TikTok is like the BET Awards <laughs> TikTok is the BET Awards so I can be that myself. is so funny it's funny but it's true yeah it's yeah. so true I don't have to worry about an aesthetic or how clean the the video or the the pictures look on TikTok, TikTok. I can just post right so there I'm able to have these these conversations about body image and weight loss and how I feel and I mean the comments were like outpouring it's it's to the point that I can't respond to everybody like I want to mm-hmm. but I do see them and I do appreciate people that want someone to be open with because they don't tell you all of this stuff about this surgery nobody right. tells you about this liquid diet nobody tells you about having an endoscopy or any of these other things that you have to do so it, it's nice to have someone or to be that person that I would have wanted before mm-hmm. I had this surgery what advice would you give to the homegirls who are struggling with their body image or considering this surgery or just kind of finding themselves uh with their body 
I, for one, would tell them specifically when it comes to this surgery is to weigh out all of your options because this is not something that is a quick fix. This isn't something that is just going to be a one and done or I can continue the lifestyle that I had prior to me having it. It is a complete mindset and lifestyle change. And if that is not something that you're willing to truly accept, do not have this surgery because physically it will be not fun for you to continue to eat the way that you do and have and not control those emotions the way that you were and try to eat like you you did in the past. It's not going to work. But if it is something that you do want to do and it is something that you are even considering, don't hesitate on it. Book the consultation. Go talk to somebody. (laughs) Don't. I mean, I'm serious. Hesitation. I think for me with this has been has hesitation has been the my defeat for years and having this surgery made me realize that had I had not hesitated on so many other things in the past I probably would be where I want to be right now had I had not if I would have took this mentality into me graduating college and finding a better job these are the things that that rolled into me being depressed and eating Mm -hmm. so I, I want people to take that into it. Don't hesitate and and jump into it and do your research and find find a good doctor because they're not gonna they're not gonna steer you in the wrong way. Love that clink clink clink. I'm gonna use my water bottle. Clink clink clink. Yes, that was <laughs> too good. Thank you so much, Maya, for being here on the Cozy Chat Pod and sharing your journey with the homegirls. So for the one last time, let them know where they can find you and that you just got cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. My name is Maya the Beauty again, M-Y-A-H, the beauty on all platforms. And I just got cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. Come on, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So homegirls, as she said, please be sure to follow her. Seriously, if you are interested um, in this surgery or just have questions like that's one of the things I really appreciate about my very um warm and welcoming like you know some people have a social media presence and they look real standoffish or like weird or like you can't dm them and say anything and it's awkward that's not the vibe at all so I encourage <laughs> you guys to follow her follow her on tiktok especially if you're seriously considering it to get some facts or get some background no- knowledge in addition to your own research but I highly encourage you guys to follow her and thank you so much Maya for being here and I will see y'all next week bye